All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Culture and Country. If you've been checking us out before, you know what I like to say. If you are an alumni of the show, we take it a step further. You are a cousin. You are one of my Culture and Country cousins. But today, I have one of my Culture and Country Carolina cousins, none other than Mr. Mick Nelson. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Man, man, it's a pleasure to have you. Like, <laughs> I always like to start off by just tell, telling the people, um, where you from, man? What part of Carolina? I, okay, so I was um, so I was born in Beaufort, South Carolina. Um, and I lived in Ridgeland, South Carolina until I was about four. And then that's when my family moved to Vaughnville. And that's where we've been ever since. Um, okay. And right now I'm in the upstate. I've been up here since January. And I'll probably be here to the, the rest of the year. Okay, okay. So yeah, definitely. Um, shout out to to all the <clears throat> the rural towns and cities across our beautiful state. I feel like they don't get enough love sometimes. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I know you know firsthand, but we gonna get into <laughs> it. So, all right. So, so Greenville is the the new home for the new temporary home. Let's say that, unless you choose to stay, you know. <laughs> right. Right. So, I don't know, man. I want to kind of talk about how. Well, I know a lot of people listening, especially if you're from Carolina or East Coast for that matter, because you made a, a huge impact and a big name for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, man, but I know a lot of people know you through your art. But we was tripping last time we talked. I was like, man, I discovered you through music. You want to talk right. about music? or what? You, uh, <laughs> we, we, we can talk about it all, man. <laughs> all right. So, so Mint was in this group, um, Oxymoron. Right, and it was hold on, how many members? Make sure I get it right. It was three members. Okay, myself and two other. All right, got got you, got you. And man, these guys had this album. I think it was the Wood, and I played yep. this thing all the time. And and I couldn't I couldn't figure out like how how I got put on to it. I, I think uh my friend Derek, he up in the Upstate, he up in Greer, he might have put me okay. on. Okay. And I played this album all the time. And I end up, I think I, I started like following you on like IG or Twitter or something. And then the transition happened. I started seeing your art popping up. And I was like, oh man, this dude, this dude rap. He made the beats. And he do art. Yeah, man, he my type of dude, man. I need to know this guy. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, I don't, I don't want to do all the talking, man. I'm gonna let you talk. So like, so how, how, I guess, I guess is it a stretch to say music was your first love or, or what was your first love creatively? Actually, it was the opposite. It was actually art. Like, um, cause back home, everybody know me for art. Like, music to my people back home is a new thing. Uh, like, when a lot of them found out I did music, they kind of was like, man, you going away from the art? When, really? you know, reality, I look at it all as creativity, but I know what they meant by that. Um, yeah, so so art was my first love. Um, I was drawing ever since I was a child, man. And, um, Pretty much that that's where it started. Uh, like I was identified as gifted in third grade. And I mean, even by that time, like my teachers, and I always give credit to my educational system because for one, I know the state of education here in the state of South Carolina, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, we, we're not ranked the highest, but that's why I feel it's important when we do have good educators or people you know, whether it be that one teacher, you know, a whole network of teachers, you know, that uh, 
that have done the right thing exactly. you know, for us. You know, it's, a, it's important to shout those people out. So, yeah, my school system, they helped um, along with my parents, my mom mainly at that time, to, um, you know, enter me in the art contests, uh, regional art contests, stuff like that. So I won, like, my first contest in fourth grade, and ironically, it was on my birthday. Uh, we had to draw <laughs> a picture of the local hospital, and I got first place in that. So by the time I got to college, uh, that's that's what my major was. I majored in um, uh, visual arts, specifically graphic design. Okay. And um, yeah. So, hello. We we got to give a shout out to, to the educational. Um, where'd you where'd you go to college? I went to Francis Marion University. I didn't finish, but I mean that it just that experience alone did so much for me, man. Oh man! Shout out to Francis Marion. Yeah. But yeah, so by the time I got to um, Francis Marion, that's when I started to, even before that, I'll rewind a little bit. Back in high school, I had already started, you know, rapping, making beats. Um, all the kids at my school, you know, a lot of them, they had started rapping and stuff. But, you know, a lot of the stuff that they were rapping about, either I couldn't relate to or I knew for a fact, like, they wasn't doing that stuff. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, man. Um, and I had always... Like in high school, I guess what I was listening to was slightly different than most of my peers. You know, most of the... Uh-oh, what you listen to, man? So back in high school, man, this was like 03 to 07. So at that time, man, I was on um, real conscious hip-hop, as they would call it. Mm-hmm. But I was I was on Common, Black Star, you know, Quali and Most Death. Okay. Um. Like Lupe, he he was popping around that time. Like he had, I had like every Lupe fiasco song that you could find at that time. Man, look, I gotta say this: Lupe fiasco was the first ringtone I ever bought. See, for the young Kick kids push. listening, they don't even remember ringtone. Yeah, exactly, Kick push. first ringtone <laughs> I, I ever bought. <laughs> let me let me ask you this: Was it the 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 ringtone with the the voice on it, or was the the pot what they call it the poly the um, polyphonic? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I, I don't even want the voice. I, I just need the music. I just need the music. Cuz you you know back in the day when you could get ringtones, the voices sound horrible. Right. It's, it sound like <laughs> sound like Sonic if Sonic the Hedgehog had Sonic the Hedgehog had a voice, it would sound like every ringtone from back in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. So so all right, so art was your your calling to your creativity. And like you said, like your your school, your family, kind of helped you embrace that. Even your extended family, because I get it, living in a rural area, everybody your family. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And and so then you discovered music. So did you meet? I'm guessing you met your other. I always I always like to call groups bands, right? I'm like a old right. school DJ or something. But <laughs> so did you meet your <laughs> you meet your other um, band members in college? Right. Yeah, we all met in college and. The, the weird thing about that, man, is that, well, I don't think it's weird. I think it's, um, I think it was, was meant to be this way, but we met um, not related to music. The way we met wasn't related to music at all. We just, based on the majors we picked, that's how they grouped us during orientation. Mm-hmm. So that's when I met Omar, which is one of the guys in the group. And, you know, we just kicked it, like, you know, 
I forgot how much of the year had gone by before I even found out like he did music. Oh man. Uh, yeah, the one of like sleeping giants. Right. And the same thing with Tony, like he he was um we just we just I don't know, man. It was more so just an attraction there between three of us. And I guess later we found out what it was. We were so similar. Yeah. You know, so that that it just kinda worked out that way. Oh man, that's so okay. So I, I gotta um I always talk about production because you know we we'll get into a little bit of um my bout with the industry but uh, <laughs> but i feel like home studios or dorm room studios some of the most classic iconic records were made in some of the worst places right yep. <laughs> you know yep. so so where y'all had a mic at y'all had a mic in the closet or y'all had it out in the open and everybody had to be quiet when you was recording how'd it go yeah, we had it out in the open, oh, the, man. and we put the um the sock over it. Ah, oh. the, the block out the p word. Yeah, <laughs> the, the sock pop filter. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, yeah, my, that's how my first pop filter was a clothes hanger and a do rag. Oh man, yeah, man. So yeah, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to at least make it look like what I seen in the videos. Right. I had hooked up my little. Then wrap the clothes hanging around on the hook then and kind of open up the little triangle. Oh, yeah, yeah. but that thing was dangerous, <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> hey, that, that's, that's what it is. All right, so y'all started doing music in college. Mm-hmm. And, well, I guess the question is, where are they from? Is everybody from Carolina? Right, right. Um, Omar, he's from Bamberg, another small town, uh, home of Nikki Haley. And, um... Nick Haley Tony and Justin Bamberg. And Justin Bamberg, <laughs> there you go. And um Tony is from Darlington. Okay. Yep. All right. So y'all start doing music. And I'm I'm pretty much I'm guessing how it go. Everybody doing music, you in school, you recognize you probably really wanna chase these creative ambitions and all this stuff. So was that when the relationship between y'all and school kind of broke up? Yeah, the, 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 it broke up like later. You know, we had already put out two, three albums, okay. and like I say, I didn't finish school, so you know, I had already left school, um, and that's what happened. Like all of us, it was just time for us to leave college, and yeah. you know, the reason we were making so much music together was because we were together all the time physically. You know, got it. But when it was time to, to leave. That's when we all just went back to our separate towns, and it just became more of a challenge to create. But, um, you know, all of us were creative at nature, though, so I just kept creating. The other two guys just kept creating. We just, you know, hadn't put out anything mm-hmm. since that time. Okay. So how do you think, I guess, with, yeah, I mean, South Carolina itself is rural. I mean, you know, we, we got pretty much – three what i would call first name town we got some others that are rising but definitely you know greenville columbia charleston ironically they're all on i-26 but (laughs) (laughs) but how do you think being from a smaller area rural area affected you creatively like did it enhance it Mm -hmm. did it stifle it What, what do you think 
a little bit of both. Um, I think mostly it enhanced it though, because for me, and I can only speak for myself, but I've always seen, well, not always, because, you know, when I was young, I had the same outlook on South Carolina as a lot of people. Like, I just want to get away. Because mm-hmm. that's just the belief system I was brought up with. Like, you know, if you want to do anything, you got to get out of here. You got to go somewhere. Yada, yada, yada. But, like, once I got a little older and I kept trying to leave and it wouldn't happen for me, I just changed my perspective. And I started embracing where I was from. I started researching where I was from. Um, and I came to look at it like a, you know, what people always say, like, there's nothing to do here. There's mm-hmm. nothing here in South Carolina. For me, that's a dream come true for a creator. A dream come true for a creator. Man, yes. It's a blank canvas. It's, you know, so that's how I started looking at it. And I was like, man, like, you know, me, along with other people here, because what people always got to remember, we didn't have our, our, our generations before us. The generations before us didn't have internet. They mm-hmm. didn't have the technology that we have. They, they, there was no way back in the day if you were in a small town on the dirt road somewhere. Good luck trying to get somebody to know about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but now we can reach people all over the world, like all over the country. I mean, all yeah, all over the world. Yeah. So um, so for me. It ended up being a blessing because, like I say, there was so many people who had abandoned it to where there were so many stories untold, so much history that had been forgotten. Exactly. So I just started using my social media to just share all the information that I was learning. Um, the ways that it held me back is just a lot of the infrastructure isn't there yet. Like, for an example, when we when we wanted to record music, we have to drive three hours, four hours just to get to a studio. Mm-hmm. So. I guess the inspiration was there, but a lot of the resources were lacking yeah. and and still, still are, but I believe it's better. It, it gets better every year. And I know cause I've been keeping the track of it every year just to see, you know, what's, what's changing, what's nah, changing here. No, nah, I think you, I think you spot on, man. You, you hit, you hit some real good points. Cause, um, yeah, I, I remember that that was a large part of my outlook. Um, on South Carolina, because, you know, I'm, I'm from a rural town, rural county, Edgefield County. I'm in the town of Johnston. And I looked at it a lot, a lot of the same when I was younger. But I feel like in my town, right, I was, I don't know, I, I was a bit unique, right? I was the kid that went and got a job at the video store, right? My, my first right. job, I really was too young to even work. <laughs> I just kind of laugh about it because I still know that man that gave me a job to this day. My grandma asked him to hire me, and he was like, well, Miss Betty, I think he's too young. He's like, he's strong. He'll work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, but I started kind of feeling that same way. But once I, I got kind of tapped into, I, I don't know, I guess I, I, I was an old soul. So once I started kind of tapping into yeah. just being a bit older, being a bit more seasoned, even though I was a teenager, I started yeah. looking at South Carolina different because yeah. I seen that what I call like it's like it's like one big whiteboard, right? Big dry erase board. And you could do whatever. Right? And yep. once I started looking at it that way, my goal was always to go into the world, right? Go out of the, you know, South Carolina and the rural areas and really just rob them of information. 
Yep. <laughs> it's like, go yep. out, get all the information, and bring it back home. Yep. But I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if you experienced this, I think building the team sometimes, because everybody didn't go, so you come back with all this information, right. and it's, it's hard to kind of, you know, get it out. But, right. But, I mean, you've been able to create that impact, because, I mean, I don't know, let's talk about, like, your, your social media, because... I mean, you're you're far reaching, man. I, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Like, I, I remember my, the first piece of art I bought from you. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> yeah, yep, like, yep. yeah. You're doing a you're doing a watercolor, watercolor. But yeah, yep. I'm, I'm gonna let you talk. I ain't gonna over talk. Go ahead. Nah, I mean, you. I mean, you nailed it, man. Like, 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 like I stressed this so much because I, I really wanted to sit with people and inform the way they look at the next hundred years because we don't, we, we have technology that our ancestors didn't have and about building teams. I feel like even that narrative is changing because you got like, like me and you, for an example, we on the phone right now doing, so it's like, yeah. And, and you know, only, I feel like, I'm sorry. No, no, no. And, and you know, people, I guess we, we could drop it right now. Like, um, we, we gonna do some music soon. So, right. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're building a team. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. And I'm meeting so many people like who are from South Carolina, who have discovered my social media, who like, man, you, you know, and I make a conscious decision to work with other people from South Carolina to kind of just change the narrative of how we talk about it Exactly. to really just empower other people. Maybe. And, and like I always tell people, I'm living proof of it, like that you don't have to move. Exactly. And of course, of course, it, it. Let me let me even take that back because go for it. I don't want you kick your shoes off and just talk, man. <laughs> yeah, I feel comfortable here, man, with you. But um, but yeah, like I I don't even feel that uh, I lost my train of thought. It was good too. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help. You said like you you live in proof that you don't have to leave. And you say you want to take that a oh, step yeah. further. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Right, right. I got you, man. I got you. I'm a good host. I've been practicing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. But, yeah, like, I don't even want to say that because I think a lot of people misconstrue my message and think that I mean, like, everybody got to stay here and do it. No, because I know whatever your career path is, that's going to change. Determine on what your career path is. You know, for some people, they got to leave. They got to – because, like I said, a lot of the infrastructure isn't here for – what a lot of people are trying to do. Mm -hmm. But I guess my message is more so for the people who, like me, never had the opportunity to move or who tried to move and couldn't get away. I just want to let them know that, like, their lives aren't over. Like, you can still, you can do it. Like, you can still, it's just a matter of what it is you're doing and the mentality. Because like I said, I never believed well, I used to, but as I got older, I, I I got rid of that belief, a lot of old belief systems, and I realized that was that's what was holding me back. Yeah, the the mindset is limiting. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, you well, you said something. You got you got my wheels turning. I'm just thinking of, of people. So many folks that like mm. like you said, like people that we both know or. Some people that I may know and I have yet to introduce you to, but you will know soon. And mm. it's all the same. Like, it's how you look at it. Like, yep. 
Like, I tell people all the time, like, you know, <laughs> the, the running joke is, well, it's not really a joke because it's, it's something that I'm going to do in my life. Like, I, I love cars, right? Cars is like, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know that about me, but cars is what got me out of my rural area. I got a scholarship mm-hmm. to NASCAR school. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, and I moved to Mooresville. I mean, with all the talk about NASCAR right now and the Confederate flag and this, that, and the other, oh, man, I could go and at length <laughs> about so many things, but I don't, you know, right. whatever. But I, me getting that scholarship, me being a teenager, working at a dealership, um, and basically doing the work of an adult, but while in high school, that mm-hmm. afforded me an opportunity to get out. So like to, to what you're saying, I wasn't ready to, you know, hightail it out and run away, but the opportunity that I had was truly an opportunity of a lifetime. Right. And I had to take it. And so that exposure to get me out, it really, it just perpetuated my mindset of, hey, I'm getting out here in the world, and I'm going to take all this information. Mm. And when the opportunity comes for me to go back home, I'm going back home with a wealth of knowledge. Mm. Right? And so, Mm -hmm. no, I I totally understand, because, like, what you're doing and the impact not just the impact you've had on yourself, even impacting other people. Cause right. I'm sure you got some some little mentees around there that are looking <laughs> up to you. Like, man, how right. do we do it? What do we do? Like, I don't know. Let's talk about that. Like, do you do you do you mentor younger people? Well, anybody for that reason. You don't have to be young to be a mentee. Right. Yeah, I mean, I do. Um, cause my mom. A lot of people don't know about me. My mom had a a home daycare since 94 so i grew up with kids in my house like oh, that was just, with everybody uh, yeah <laughs> that was everybody like and seeing my mom seeing all these kids come through her daycare um and you got you got to think too this is the same woman who raised me so the kids that came through her daycare a lot of them are you know now very successful and doing what they do um so I always looked at how she, that I think that's where I get that side of me from, like the mentorship. Because just seeing how, and even her, her ways were non-traditional, you know, mentor ways. You know, it was just more so, I'm going to love you into, you know, being the person that you're going to be, oh, this wow. and that. So it's it's just, that's just the same energy I move with. Like, because what I, I think the most important thing I want people, or one of the most important things, for them to see is that it's not hard. And I think that's, that's what discourages a lot of people from, yeah. you know, kind of taking, um, following the lead is that, oh, uh, I can't do what you're doing, but like you literally can. Like I say, I just think a lot of this is just old belief systems and I'm living proof. And like you say, a lot of other people I talk to who are successful, it's the same thing. Like it's just how you see in your situation. Uh, but yeah, now I got, I got a lot of, you know, younger people, and like you said, people of all ages, just reaching out, um, and I love it. I love it, by the way, because I'm get, I'm meeting I'm meeting a lot of people as well, like mm-hmm. different things in South Carolina who are adding to the new narrative. Like we we proud to be from here, exactly. You know, so the way I look at it, if we can get more people on that side of the narrative 
then we'll just start to see changes happen all around. And, and we're seeing it now. Like, um, I know the, uh, I just got done watching Dave Chappelle's new special. I know it's controversial, a lot of people. But at the end of that, he, he ended with a South Carolina history fact. Exactly. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Uh, how his grandfather, you know, was born a slave here and ended up making the laws in South Carolina and ended up being the president of Allen University. Exactly. You know, a lot of people just don't know these things, but they put Dave Chappelle on such a high pedestal, not knowing he, you know, his roots are right where, where you from. Exactly. But no. you're trying so desperately to get away from, you know. And that, so. that is, <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off, man, but that, that is the thing that a lot of times it really burns me up because I'm like, man, you're running from, you're running from your own greatness yep. because it's energy in this soil. Whether whether you just see it as a dirt road that your grandma used to live on or whatever, it, it's energy there, and it's culture, it's history, it's, it's so many things. Like, yep. Like like I, I tell people this, I you know I, I'm a I'm a history junkie. Yeah, I, I think I'm into some of everything. I like cars, antiques, history, all kind of stuff. Nah, you just like me, man. Yeah. <laughs> <Just like. laughs> oh yeah, we definitely got to talk about more create creativity, but um, like looking at a place like. Edgefield County. It is the yep. home of 10 South Carolina governors. Mm. And people don't even think about that. Like, it's the right. home of 10 South Carolina governors. So when I meet these kids, and I don't and care. 50 cent. Yeah, and look, exactly. Well, his people, his people from here. His here, people. His when, people, yeah. I'll tell you what's crazy. When they shot that VH1 thing, it was during the time, I think I was coming back to South Carolina, kind of halfway moving back to South Carolina, and they end up closing it out at the church. Man, that's my home mm. church. Rose Spring Baptist wow. Church, <laughs> right? But it's just crazy how things go full circle. Um, I met wow. 50 Cent through DJ Toon in Atlanta. Oh, it's so wild. Anyway, I could go. So many stories, so many stories. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is, like, it's, it's the history. And I think sometimes people shy away from taking the time to learn it because they don't think what they're going to find is – good or will make them feel better or inspire themselves like it's yep. so much history yep. like yep. I, I love educating young folks especially young black men and women about where we're from being right yep. here in Bettis academy right um south carolina it's an area where where free free slaves live and Bettis academy was more like the rural area like the ag area where people had farms and crops and things like that but they also had a school Built by this mm. man named Alexander Bettis. Yeah. Oh, man, they had a school. Yep. This man went on to build over 150 churches all throughout South Carolina, and he from Bettis mm. Academy, South Carolina. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Right at the yep. edge of Hamburg, South Carolina. For, for you history buffs out there, do your research, Hamburg Massacre, and you'll learn that's where mm. that was an affluent community of free blacks that later became North Augusta, South Carolina. Mm. Come on, man. So anyway, come on, man. That's a, <laughs> so so to the, to the point, I don't know. We can nerd out on by everything, mm -hmm. but so let me let me let me pull it back together. Pull it back together. I don't know. Y'all y'all can see. I I, I like talking to Mint, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's future too. Hey, he's, he's a he's a fellow creative like myself. So yep. in in this creative walk or this creative journey, let the people know like what what all. Do you do? I mean, like, I know we talked about the music and the art, 
but I feel like you do even more, like creatively, like. Yeah, I, I feel like that's what my, that's what I am. I'm just a creator. Like, um, I mean, even if you want to approach it from a, a religious perspective, all the religious people out there, like, um, you know, they say in the beginning, God created us in his image. And what was God? He was a creator. So if he created us in his image, then that means that we were born to be created. That's how, Ooh, come that's on, one way, that's, yeah, that's one Ooh. way I look at it. So it's like, and like I say, it's so deep, man. I feel like Go for we've it, been man. programmed to kind of compartmentalize ways of creating stuff. And I think that's society has done that to us because you got people now who are being born, like right now, who probably in the next 20 years would think that their calling is to be like an app developer, you know, somebody to create apps for your phone or something like that which very well could be the case, but you got to think a hundred years ago, apps didn't exist. So if you were born during that time period, would you be born without a purpose? Like, no, you just, you would, you use your creativity to do something else. So I just never limited like how I use my creativity. If that made sense. Like I say, I started out drawing, but once I got like that interest, that's usually how it happened for me. It's like something will pass me by, and some things that pass me by, they can just pass by, and you know, I don't look twice. But some things, when they pass by, just it just it, it called me for, for some reason. So, all of the stuff that I do now are those things that I just couldn't let pass by, like music. When I first saw my homeboys recording, it just something made me say, like, bro, I can, I think I can do that. Yeah. So, I just followed it, you know. And that's just how I move. Like, because even my Twitter, I look at my Twitter and the way I use social media as a creation. Like, yeah, because, and I'm using that create that same creative um, part of my mind. Like when I'm painting something or writing a verse, it's that same energy going toward like when I tweet something or just me dedicating my Twitter to South Carolina facts, you know, facts that people here wouldn't know about, particularly particularly in the black community. Because mm-hmm. I just feel like a lot of this is just a self, you know, a self-pride kind of issue to where if we saw ourselves in the correct way, we would be more confident. Exactly. Um, and we, you know, and we use our creativity more. So I think, uh, yeah, I just don't limit myself, man. Like, even now, I'm, I'm about to get into, like, sculpting and I'm going to just keep going, like, whatever I feel to create. I think that's that's the most important thing I always try to remember is, like, just make sure it's something that I'm genuinely interested in doing. Because if not, because people always say, like, you do so much, you do so much. But at the same time, it's a lot I don't do, too, you know. I don't know. So sure, I just kind of, right. So I just go toward those things that interest me and usually – I'm good at them. And I don't think that's by chance. I think that's just how life works. Like we instinctively know we get callings, man. Just a lot of people ignore them or yeah. just fear whatever it is, you know, can kind of um, discourage you from trying, but you'd be surprised what's on the other side of that. Man. But man, I'm so glad we did this. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, because you're right. And, 
and I, I love I love that approach by thinking about it from, I mean, to me it's deeper than religion. Is 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 God? Because yeah. you know there are many yeah. people out here that have many religions, but at the end we all unify and say one name. We say God. Yeah. And God created everything. Yeah. And is is rare. I never hear other people talk about it like that. Like that's how I feel. Right. Like. Yeah, and I mean, look around. Like. Yeah. Like right now, I'm looking at trees and like even natural disasters. You see the force of a hurricane or something like that. Like, man, the same source created you, or yeah. you know, we we all come from nature. If you want to look at it that way, like, so I just always believed in that. No, I I think you're you're spot on with it, because as a creative, even some people that look at look at my background and be like, hey, man, you've done all this stuff. You nominated for a Grammy, you produced records, you did this, did all this. How you get into politics? I say it's the same thing. Mm. It's a creative space. Yeah. yeah. It's like a lot of times people shy away from things because, one, they don't understand it. But then, two, they don't want to go a step further and try to unify because because even in talking to you, and I've been thinking about this since we talked probably last week. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that's the, this is the brainchild of something bigger because it's like a lot of folks from Carolina reconnecting and yep. discovering one another. Mm. It's like even kind of just referencing back to the music that you guys put out. Like you guys had Charlemagne on like a intro yep. to, to a record. Or skit, however you want to categorize it. And I know you yourself, he's talked about you on The Breakfast Club. He's talked about you on Brilliant Idiots. And I'm yeah. like, that's something. But he's one of us. You know, right. it's, it's a lot of them. You know, it's a lot of folks out yep. there. It's the Charlemagne's, it's the Bakari's, um, it's it's Jaleesa. Like, people that have, like, left home to expand. But the thing is, that whenever I know, whenever I talk to them, one of the biggest things they always say is, like, Man, I'm trying to get back to Carolina. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. And yeah. it goes a little deeper to even like, you know, it goes back to that infrastructure. Like, I feel like everybody's trying to get free. What I mean by get free, get free with your time, get free with your finances. And then you can live anywhere in the world. Mm. And I, I was just on a call this morning. Um, you know me, I, I wear a lot of hats. So I was on a economic development call and we were all talking about infrastructure. And one of the things the chairman was talking about was like, hey, we need to love where we are, but love it from a futuristic standpoint to Mm. make it compatible with the future. Mm. You know what I mean? Because now you'll have people moving in, buying that land on that dirt road, just put a little house out there because they were like, man, I got good internet. The schools are good. I know all the people. Yeah, I can live here. I just moved here from Austin, Texas, but I can live here in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I think that's something that more people, obviously, I think people are waking up to. But even as we talk and young people hear this, and even older people that are thinking about what can I do? How can I get involved? I mean, the first step is you are powerful. You're an amazing. You can do anything. Reach out yep. to some people that's doing it. Like, reach out to you. It's somebody out there that yep. want to get into sculpting, or it's probably somebody that want to teach you something about sculpting. Exactly. You know? Yep. You could become David Drake. For all, yep. the, all the people out there that don't know who David Drake, you should be ashamed of yourself. 
But <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't know, man. It's like I, I want to talk more about, I guess, what keeps you, like, what keeps you going, like, like internally, like, mm-hmm. what is that pulse for you? I guess just just knowing what my purpose is, like, literally knowing. I guess that the work isn't done yet. So it's like, because, uh, and, and another thing, I chose, I don't even like to use the word the word career, but I chose a life path that was authentic to me. Mm. So it never feels like I'm doing work. It never feels like I'm, like you said, would keep me going. I don't ever feel like, you know, something has to keep me going because I chose my path. Like, just things about me that, are inevitably true that you know never going to change about me um where i was born that's never going to change about me born in beaufort south carolina you know exactly. that's 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 sea minute so that's just one example i'm an african-american i, I can never change that about myself i'm always going to be black i'm a male you know i'm never going to change that about myself i'm always going to be so the things that are never inevitably true about myself i just started to learn as much as i could about them mm. What is Buford, South Carolina? Let me do the research on the play. Right. And I just keep, I feel like everything that I do, all the information that I share about people from South Carolina is just an extension of myself. And like I said, I was born in South Carolina. Okay, what are the issues here in the state? You know what I mean? So I just chose my path and I'm working in my area. So I never feel like anything is missing. Um, and I think that's the best way to describe it, honestly. Mm. It's it just, I would encourage more people to do that, man. Like, you know, don't look so much outside. Just begin to look more inward. Like, just ask your, your, yourself questions about yourself. You know, who am I? And I, I feel like through that, that's where your life path is. Because, you know, a lot of people, they just you know, see what's going on on the outside, what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And they kind of map their life out based on that. But I don't know. I just, and all my favorite people are like that. Like people who just, cause, cause I mean, I remember even hearing you say how a lot of people probably think you're kind of weird. Cause you walked away from entertainment to be a mayor of a town with, you know, a couple thousand people in it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you were one of those people. Like you just, you just following your instincts. Man, and, uh, man, I can tell you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you. Uh, that that was it. <laughs> I, when you when you said that as as an example, I can I can literally tell you the moment, like the for real for real moment. Not not the things that led up to it. A couple conversations here, there, da da da. You know, just some. You know, some off the wall thinking, like, what if, what if, what if? But no, like the morning I woke up, um, I, I got one of one of my cousins had um came to live with me because he was he was applying for SCAD, and I was like, hey man, it's best for you to learn the city because you're gonna get accepted. You're a great artist, you know. Y'all, mm-hmm. I need to connect y'all too, too. But um, <laughs> and he he was staying with me, and I woke up, and I was like, hey man. We from the country, right? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, when the last time you walked on dirt? Mm. And he was just like, man, go to sleep, man. 
<laughs> you know what I'm it was like one of them, man, go to sleep. I said, no, 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 seriously. And at this time, I'm living downtown Atlanta off of um, 10th Street. Um, I can tell people, 1016 Lofts, right? Mm. Living downtown. It's a restaurant on the first floor of my building. Now, I'm from the country. I grew up down a dirt road in a double wide. You know what exactly. I'm saying? <laughs> and now I live in a place where I can just throw on some pajama pants, get in the elevator, and go eat. Right? Come on. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. And so I, I asked him this, and he was like, man, what, what are you talking about? I said, I don't feel like this is where God want me because I'm not at my best here. I said, I need, I need birds. I need dirt. I need people to wave at me. I need, you know what I'm saying? I need to be able to get lost and not see nobody. Like, that's what I need, right? Yeah. He was like, well, the only way you're going to get that, you got to go back to Johnson. I said, I think mm. that's what I'm going to do. Mm. And he was like, man, you ain't going back to Johnson. He's looking at me like, man, you live in this, this cool condo. You got this cool job. You travel. You this, you that. I said, well, who yeah. says I can't do that in Johnson? I, like, I yep. could afford to do it. I was in a position where I could afford to do it. And yep. that was the day, man. That was the day. I told my cousin, mm-hmm. when you walked on dirt, a lot of my friends, they know that story. I know my friend Chris is probably cracking up when she listened to this. And be like, oh, my God, <laughs> he told the dirt story. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that was the day. And I was like, I remember going to work, and I told Big, I was like, yeah, I'm going to move back home probably in a couple months or so. And he was like, you going to do what? I said, yeah, I'm move back home. Like, oh, what you going to do? Like, something going on with your family? You good? I, I'm like, nah, man, I'm just going to I'm gonna go. He said, you going to quit? Uh-huh. I said, I don't think it's a quit. I said, I think I just promoted myself. Mm. And, like, I dipped. Not even two months later, probably a month and a half. Wow. What I couldn't pack in my car, I gave to my neighbors. Mm. I'm telling you, man, I dipped. <laughs> wow. So hey, Look at you now. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I never would have thought. I'm the guy that I, I know governors and senators and presidential candidates and not to say none of the stuff to brag because, like, I'm just a country boy from Johnson. Yeah. And so, I, like, like we, we both, I feel like we both agree, like, anybody could do, honestly, anything. anything. It's just where you want to start at and how hard you want to work at it. Yeah. So, so what's next? What's next for Mr. Mint Nelson? Um, really just to keep, just keep doing what I'm doing. Like just, uh, you know, more art. Um, I honestly never know what's next. Like even all the stuff I'm doing now, I didn't plan it. It's, <laughs> it just worked out because like I say, I just feel like, I guess my initial plan was just being true to me. So anything I do from here on out is, you know, uh, but I definitely, uh, been messing with the music a little more lately uh and that's i'm trying to i don't want to leave anything out Uh, but i I, I think that's pretty much it though to be honest like like i said i don't i don't plan this stuff out man i just i just go with my inner how i'm feeling at the time man that so stay tuned people (laughs) (laughs) hold on says the man that what what it was? You had a, you've been retweeted and po- and reposted by Diamond Dallas Page. Um, I know everybody on Joe Rogan right now, but Joe Rogan, who who am I leaving out? 
oh man, there's so many people at this point, like uh Coach K, uh who else? I mean, even in the art world, some of the people might know Stefan Simplewitz, who's like a oh, wow. famous oh. art collector. Uh Timmy, they bought some pieces. They they bought something. Not not yet, not yet. But we, we're working on it. We're working on it. Come on, man. But, uh, <laughs> but there's so many people though, that's the thing. Like the message is know. out there. And that that's right. Beautiful. Right. The message is out there. And um for me it's just a testament of like I say, what's possible. Like you say, from somebody from a dirt road, double wide trailer. That's just I recently in my twenties started living in like houses and stuff off dirt roads like that was my whole childhood even when i was living in ridgeland dirt road single wide trailer at that time so i don't know man i, I um i forgot the question tank uh, <laughs> no you're good you're good you were saying i was asking what's next and i think you you really summed it up well um i had another question for you like um do you have you have siblings yeah, I got a younger brother. We the only two kids. Okay, okay. And that's your brother that that do the clothes. Right, right. Old clothing, O D E. Yeah. Clothing. Yeah. Okay. I see. I wanted yeah. to say that, but but look look how funny look how funny life is, right? How things connect and align. I want to say the first time I seen seen I, I say y'all because y'all family. First time I seen y'all stuff was um. My my boy had did the photo did the photos for y'all, Asa. Mm. Right. I went to, I went to high school with Asa. Like I man, mean, we, we Asa used to shoot stuff for the group too, like Oxy way before. Yeah, so we met Asa way back then, man. Good guy. Man, that that dude so so talented with that camera. I mean, yep. he's still talented. You can't take talent away. I I think he he's pushing more into investments and real estate now. Whatever mm-hmm. he touches, he's gonna be great at it. Um. Yep. But yeah, I, I remember that. I was like, man, what what are these clothes? And like, man, Asa made this thing look like like Vogue magazine and D Boy from the country. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yep. well that that's super cool. Tell 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 Pierre, if you ever need a, a big and tall model, hit me up. I I hey, I, I, I wear some stuff. <laughs> hey, y'all y'all heard it first here, man. Collaboration coming soon. There you go. Come on, let's do something. Old, old clothing made tea. There you look. Let's do. It. I feel like that's a that's a fire T-shirt right there. That's it right there. Look, we can take that portrait you did. We can put that thing on a shirt, boy. Hold on. Yeah, we are gonna talk about that. Hey, write it down. Write it down. There you go. Oh, we recorded. It. We got it better. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm basically I'm putting PA on the spot at this point. But <laughs> hey, even a quick story with that man, like um, for all the single mothers out there, like at the time. Uh, you know, I'm my mom's first child, but what she did, if you notice, both of us got like French, uh, foreign type names. My mm-hmm. full name's Clemente Varnche Whitney. My birth last name was Whitney. And same with my brother, his Pierre Giovante Whitney. And what my mom did, you know, she had a, a rough upbringing. And mm-hmm. the only way that she knew how to kind of hope that the future would be, would be better for her kids is that she named us after people who she saw as successful from where she was from. So in my dad's community, there used to be a club owner and the name of the club was Club Pierre. It was in like a small black community 
But she said what she admired about that club was that it wasn't like, you know, all the other nightclubs in the area. Like this one right here, they would have like candles on the table. You know, it was just more so of a, like a grown. Yeah. You know, like a more. It was elegance in the country. There you go. There you go. And so she named him after that guy. Uh, just people she saw in the community who she, she, you know, I want my kids to be like that. Yeah. Same thing with me. She named me after Reverend Clemente Payton, who was also a South Carolina senator. Exactly. And God, the same with God that. Bless you know, him. Rest his soul. Rest his soul, man. Like, you know, I grew up going to his mom's daycare. I think that's why my mom ended up getting into daycare, you know. So there's like a lot of parallels there. And I guess to answer your question, like, how do you know, like, what keeps you going? It's just from the time I was born, I just always had that sense of purpose, man. Like, and I mean, if you can only imagine, like, in 2015, you know, I guess in light of all that's happening with police brutality and, you know, racism and all this, all this stuff, you can only imagine from my perspective, knowing since birth, this is the guy who you was named after, um, not only that, but me being, I guess, some people would consider me a public figure in South Carolina. I just always felt like I had a life purpose, especially since, you know, after 2015, yeah. I feel like I got an opportunity to carry on the legacy of, of Reverend Payton. And, you know, we, we two different people, so my approach isn't exactly his approach or this and that. But, yeah, man. Um, it's a unifier. It's unified it's people. Unified. Yep. Yeah. Man. Yeah, so, like I say, any single mothers or, you know, uh, sometimes you just have to have that intention, even if you don't know what the solution is. Just, just sometimes that intention is enough, and the steps will be re- revealed to you along the way. So, Man, Oof. boy, I tell you. See, man, you're good. You're good at this. I'm glad we I'm glad we had this conversation. So um ultimately I, I guess some summing summing everything up uh, for for what you were saying, and I've been wanting to say this like at least three times, it just puts me in the mind of um for the folks that have read The Alchemist. If you haven't read The Alchemist, uh you know me, you know I'm always bragging about that book. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. You just you just learn so much. Mm-hmm. Just life lessons. Um so what we're saying is personal legend, like embracing and reconnecting with what your personal legend is. Like, who are you? Mm. And so, man, everything you said, it just it should inspire people through through you, yourself. Um, a little bit I shared of myself is like yep. not being afraid to tap into your personal legend. Like, it's who you are, who you were born to be. Like you said, God created us all. God created everything. God created you to do something. The only person know that fully besides him is you. So not being afraid to tap into it. Man. That's it. Well, in closing, it's something. I know you've been checking out the podcast, so it's something I ask everybody that's mm-hmm. on the show. Because, like I said, you you are not one of my cousins. Mm-hmm. My, my family tree getting big, but we got roots everywhere. But, um, <laughs> Um, as a cultured and country cousin, I mean, you invited to my mom's world famous cookout. Oh man! Right, right here in the peach capital of the world. So yes, we will have peaches. But um, 
what would I always ask people this? What would you like? But what would you bring to the cookout? But also, you know how we said dirt road living. So, and what would you leave with on your covered plate? Oh man, well, you gotta bring something. You gotta bring something. I ain't never <laughs> seen you post none of what you cook. So if that ain't your scrum suit, it ain't my scrum. I say that now. <laughs> I say that. So I, so I might be one of them people to bring the, the stove box cake. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. But um, uh, but if I could cook, man, I probably um, uh, I probably do the the macaroni, man. I knew no, you were gonna say that. Like every, <laughs> I feel like. That is, <laughs> that is on every every black person I've talked to. The thing they want to master cooking is macaroni. Macaroni, yeah. But, so so you will bring macaroni if you could. If right. I could, yeah. All right, but what you leaving with? We gonna have everything. So what you leaving? Oh with? man, something I'm that you can't this. find. What you got? Oh man, how many plates I get? That's the question. Man. You, <laughs> Hey man, uh, it'll be your first year, so we might give you two, or okay, one and a half. Man, I gotta leave. If y'all got some red rice, I will leave with that. I definitely gotta leave with some collard greens, though. Okay. Yeah, I got. I gotta leave with some collard greens. Um. Man, T trying to make me man. <laughs> Come on, man. Look, man, you gotta put a protein on there. So. <laughs> okay, protein. What I got so far? I got. Got red beans. You got okay. some some uh, some cabbage. You said cabbage? No, collard greens. You got some greens. Collard greens. Collard greens. Okay. Let me get some. I, you, well, I already said rice, greens, the macaroni, potato salad. Ooh. You know, just your traditional plate, whatever the meat gonna be. I got um, you. <laughs> I got you. Well, but definitely keep me posted with that date. Hey man, look, let, uh, what about two episodes ago, Jeterica was like, "When is it? When is it?" I was like, "Look, man, we on a podcast. I, you get the text message. You you in <laughs> you in the fam. You get the text message. Can't have all That's these people it. showing up at my people's house. So, <laughs> but um, but man, thank you once again for um truly taking out the time, sharing some light. Um, like I told you before, I want this platform to be where it's not the headline." Right, it's it's not just right. the headlines of what we know about people. Cause I feel like that's easy. Somebody could Google you and read all yeah. this cool, fun, great stuff. Yeah. But who are you? Like, I, I want to talk to people about the article, not the headline, but the article. So mm. let's let's do nah, that. Now nah, you're doing an amazing job already, man. But I'm trying. I'm trying. This is this is a new space for me. It's a little unnerving, but yeah. I, I love talking to people. I love, I don't know, I just love learning. I love learning from other folks. Mm. Um, th- this quote that I've adopted, nothing nothing I say, like nothing I say will teach me anything. That's why mm. I listen. Mm. So that's it, I'm going to take that with me, yeah. You go ahead, man. You can have that, man. We can, folks. You good now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but with that being said, man, I appreciate it. Anything you got to say to the people, definitely let them um, let them know your social where they can find you at, and I'll put it in the show notes as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm on, I'm Mint Nelson on everything. M E N T Nelson, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and yeah, man, T. I appreciate this um the opportunity, man. You know, to give me the platform to speak. 
and just to really talk to you, just just chop it up, man. Hey man, we got some we got some more conversation to come because I'm serious about this music. That song you sent me the other day was awesome. So I got I I got some. I think I got some. I I think I got some that'll go in a whole nother direction. But collectively, yeah, uh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, it'll work. (laughs) Thank y'all for tuning in. Have a great day. Be safe. Be blessed. I love y'all. All right, peace, man. Peace.